0: And scene Hello and welcome to another episode of We Don't Wanna. This is the podcast where we really don't wanna. In every episode we'll be taking a very reluctant journey through a series that one of us loves and the other well he also is starting to love it as well love
1: is such a strong word
0: we're your hosts i am zach and i'm joined as always but my co-host he just got done taste testing the puking pastels with our boys gred and forge scotty westside
1: yeah it didn't go too well <laughs> uh, or maybe it went too well um do they work are- Ah, uh, they make you puke the second part where they're like, "Oh, then you eat the other end and you feel better and you can do whatever you want." That part is still in development for <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, sounds amazing. It, it's you know if if you want to you know lose some weight, throw up a bunch. I I suppose amazing. Now nah, I, I got a guy who can get you a tapeworm. <laughs> I got a guy. You got a tapeworm guy? I got a tapeworm guy. Oh, how could you not have a tapeworm guy? (laughs) Yeah, uh, love is such a strong word, buddy, from your your intro there. Let's not get too carried away now, (laughs) you crazy kook, you. How are you doing today? Dude, I, honestly, I'm exhausted, man.
0: (laughs) Oh, man, I've been busy, busy, dude. I've been a busy little bee
1: creepy little bee you want to know something what i am also honestly exhausted tonight <laughs> fuck yeah dude. dude is it are we going to get it's... some loopy
0: some like loopy fun i don't uh, know this bazingas? can go
1: this can go one of two ways either you'll get really just like drowsy boring ass scott and this will be like our worst episode ever or you'll get tired loopy scott and zach and this might be our best episode ever who can say stay tuned to find out (laughs) let's uh let's try for the latter yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i i hope that's how it goes but you can't you know you can't force it it's not it has to the loopiness has to come naturally oh that's fair 2 a.m zach has to come naturally oh man
0: Man, I, I'm, I'm so, like, so it's, it's 9 p.m. where Scott and I are, and uh, on my way home, like, to, to get ready for this episode, I was telling Amanda, my wife, that I need to probably drink some cold brew or something. Uh, I decided not to, because it's late.
1: <laughs> you should have, though.
0: I, I know, We've I should have. but
1: multiple hours of uh, podcasting here to do, pal. I got myself tea, as usual. Nice. You know I'm big into the tea. (laughs) You are big into the tea. You go hard in the tea. You want to know the sad part is um, my tea is like room temperature right now because (laughs) to even further go into uh, my life being a fucking mess right now. Um, I got home from work and discovered that I had left my fridge door slightly ajar oh, no! all goddamn day while I was at work, and pretty much everything in there is like room temperature.
0: Oh, yummy! You can so, never do that, Scott. Come on. Well,
1: well listen, I did it. I I beg <laughs> to differ because I did in fact just do it. Uh, yeah, I found that out about 15, 20 minutes ago. Rookie mistake. So though. yeah, I'm I'm a i'm a fucking mess bro what can i say so you gotta go grocery shopping i uh, guess i don't know how bad can you I don't possibly... actually keep groceries you just need I, some d- pot I... stickers <laughs> those are in the freezer <laughs> bud this was the refrigerator uh it's like it, it, some of it might be okay right
0: do you buy groceries right? scott or do you just like buy like frozen meals like hungry man meals for
1: one <laughs> I mean, I love me good. Hungry Man Bowl, you know, one of the yeah. big old bowls. No, but I buy groceries. I, legit, I buy legit groceries you What do, you, what do too. you buy?
0: I just can't like picture you eggs like and shopping and like with your little car. <laughs> I can't picture it. It's it's hilarious. You should to me. picture
1: it. I do it all the time. I'm a much more responsible ass adult than you are. We've had the discussion about like how your fucking wife Amanda has to like fucking get on your case to. Do anything ever, <laughs> like clean your goddamn place.
0: Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, uh, who who so could say? So we're gonna be discussing Harry Potter and <laughs> the Order of the Phoenix today. <laughs> yeah, Chapters ch- six through eleven.
1: Yeah, you change that subject. You change it real fast. Oh yeah.
0: Well, hey man, none of these people want to hear about our lives. They just want to hear about Harry Potter.
1: I want to hear about our lives though. <laughs> Well, let's let's do that on a different podcast. <laughs> okay, uh yes, Harry Potter. Whoever that dipshit is. Order of the Phoenix. Chapters chapters 6 through 11 is what we're doing today. So I need to
0: know before jumping in this.
1: I need to know. Tell me baby girl cuz I need to know. I need to know. Is that Mark Anthony? Hell yeah. I think it is, right?
0: Did you just hype yourself up and, and like ask your question, <laughs> no, answer
1: I, your own question, and hype it up? I hyped up Mark Anthony, if that is indeed who sang that song, but I can't remember. So if it wasn't Mark Anthony, then fuck you, Mark Anthony. I think Anthony. That's like, isn't that like Ricky Martin or something? Sure. Could be. I don't fucking know. Who could say? Well, there's no way to ever possibly know. <laughs> oh,
0: Jesus. Okay. Um, yes, so- what do you need to know? is is Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix so far living up to its uh kind of eh uh like feedback from most of the fans that you know like me and Jake
1: I or or are you I into it? S-
0: is it enough like character and world building that you're into it
1: Right now my feeling is just kind of it's fine like sure. I'm not super hype on anything I'm down on some things some things are cool but I also understand that these books have a very long lead up usually yeah, like some longer than others and this one sure. feels like one of the longest like I feel like I'm still taxiing down the runway you know this, plant, this bird hasn't taken off yet at all and I'm right. just kind of waiting for that to happen waiting for that shit to kick off uh, I suppose one could argue that, or oh, he fights the mentors in the very first chapter, Scott, and it fucking gets lit. Hell yeah, right off the bat. And I'm just like, eh. The Nazgul just don't do it for me. I'm not, you know, he shoots his white at him and he's good to go. I just <laughs> the mentors don't do nothing for me. Look, they don't man, do I,
0: I, I agree. I agree, by the way. Um Yeah, a, a lot of a lot of people who who love this book and let me let me be very clear for all of our listeners at home. There are a lot of things that I love about this book. But I don't think it's the the funnest read, if that like to actually get through all of it, it it's it's a little bit of uh it's a trek, you know?
1: Yeah, so far I wouldn't describe it as necessarily like a trek, but it's it's fine. It's just it just kind of It's fine. I I don't know. This also
0: (laughs) could come from the mindset of like I I know what is going like what it's building to like sure where it's going and I'm just like man I just want to get there because
1: right because you've said like the end of this like is really good. I I love it. I I hope you do. I just sure I fucking love it.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Sure. Well, why do we've got six chapters here to go through? So why don't why don't we jump in before we we really just talk people to death here?
0: Uh, cool. Let's do where
1: it. we where we last left off. I can't remember uh, because <laughs> because I split my notes this time. I, I think I told you last time my document was getting way too big to <laughs> send to my email to myself every week. So yes. this time I made the very wise decision to just. Make a separate note file for every week's notes. So, uh, if you want to know where we last left off, go listen to that the last podcast, you dick. Oh my god, uh-huh. the worst <laughs> so, so chapter six. Oh, I know what they just stayed up late talking about Voldy and what he's up to and all that.
0: Yeah, we we had we had Harry's dissertation, or I'm sorry, Sirius's dissertation on right. the Order of Phoenix. Kind of and Sirius ca- ca- and Molly had
1: speed. kind of their their big blow up, their their right. big argument. So chapter six. Molly, my girl Molly, featured heavily in these chapters. As I guess she kinda of was in the last chapters too. Right. And I'm I'm here for it because I, I love my girl Molly. Good. All right. Awesome. Um so she wants them to go to bed, no talking, but of fucking course these dipshits are gonna discuss all that shit they've just heard. They are wondering what the weapon is because Sirius and Lupin were telling them that Voldy is after this weapon that he didn't have last time. And they told him that it was worse than Abracadabra. And they're like, how can anything possibly be worse than Abracadabra? And I think it's Exactly. We've only made that joke every single episode. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's Fred or George say something to the effect of like, maybe it's something that can kill multiple people at once, like some big spell that kills more than one person at once. And I'm like, that makes sense to me. Let's go with that. And so they're like theorizing- who, who Like, Who theorized that? I think that was Fred or George. Because Fred or George like apparate into Harry and Ron's room, right, and they're right, all supposed okay. to be in bed, and they're all talking. And they're like, so who do you think has got this weapon- And Ron's like, I hope it's our side. If it is, Dumbledore's probably keeping it. And he's like, he could keep it at Hogwarts. That's where he hid the Sorcerer's Stone.
0: Yeah, we know how good that went over.
1: (laughs) That went over Swell. The 10-year-olds had a lot of trouble getting that. (laughs) And they're like, well, a weapon... And Ron's like, a weapon's got to be bigger than the stone, though. And... (laughs) Fred says, not necessarily. Size is no guarantee of power. Look at Ginny. Hell yeah. And Harry's like, what do you mean? And he's like, you've never been on the receiving end of one of her bat bogey hexes, have you? Fuck yeah. I don't know what the fuck a bat bogey hex is, but basically it sounds like Fred and George are like saying Ginny's a fucking badass. When she it comes is to a spell. fucking badass. And we, we see that a couple times here. Gotta say, right off the bat, just gonna throw this out there. Big Ginny fan over here. Good. Scotty West Side. Yes. I'm so big, glad. Big, big Ginny fan, uh, especially so
0: far in this book. I, I'm I'm so glad. It it hurts my soul. I, I don't... Look, I don't know if it's Bonnie Wright, the actress that plays Ginny, or if it's mm-hmm. just the direction that she's been given for the character, uh, but fucking Ginny
1: sucks in the movies. I don't remember She's Ginny a fly existing. on the wall. It's, she's uh, yeah, like... I, I don't yeah. remember listen I don't remember much but I don't remember Jenny existing in these God, movies. Man, she's so good in the books. I love her to death. Here's the other thing, you know how we talked about last week about how I had that epiphany about the watching of the movies and that I hadn't oh, seen Oh right, uh-huh. Uh yeah, I the, when I was reading the other books, as I was reading them, there were certain times I would like read something and be like, "Oh yeah, this does seem kind of familiar." nothing. Nothing. So this just reaffirms completely. This is the most butchered book to movie. Okay, that's fair. For sure. That's fair. But, I mean, yeah. yeah. But I'm sure he still had the trial and stuff. Had to be in there, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, nothing is coming back at all. So that just reaffirms my whole thing of like, yeah, I did not see anything but like the first five minutes of this movie. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Cool. All right. So this house is real gross, and they have to clean it and get rid of all the pests, and they spend like 35 fucking paragraphs describing (laughs) all that and I'm just like, I don't give a shit. Amanda knew you'd have a problem with that. (laughs) I don't have a problem with it, I'm just like this is fucking dumb and boring, I do not care. Except this is the hypest I have got in any of these books for like fucking two and a half books, Zach. Do you know what this is? Oh my god. Uh... Let me let me read you verbatim a passage. Wait, is it Phineas? No, who the fuck is Phineas? Never. No, no, and Ferb. Phineas nothing. and Ferb. God damn it, Zach. Missus Weasley was bending over to check the page on doxies in Gilderoy Lockhart's Guide to Household Pests, which was lying open on the sofa. Hell yeah! And I got, I went from six to midnight instantly. <laughs> instantly (laughs) just hearing that name i i was like i literally i think stood up in my house and was just like oh lockhart mention oh Oh my god you're the worst dude dude. i I mean that's all it took all it took to get me super hype and then that was it but listen i gotta take what i can get sometimes from my boy lockhart oh you'll take what i give you I miss you, Lockhart. Come back to me. So, yeah, Harry is talking to Fred and George about the these candies that they're developing to make you sick and get out of class and then feel better. Uh, they're still trying to figure out the whole jo- joke shop. It's mail order for now. Molly won't read the paper anymore. They they tell him, we took out an ad in the Daily Prophet about this. And they're like, don't worry, Mom won't find out because she doesn't read the paper anymore because of all the lies about Harry and Dumble. Right. So I think it's it's funny that they're they're still big into this joke shop idea, and now they've got uh, true entrepreneurs, man. They are. They've got their financial backer, and they're in Harry, and they're letting him know, hey, we're we're putting your money to good use. And uh, here we get a quick Crookshanks mention. So I gotta gotta give a shout out to these uh, this gross bucket of Doxy eggs. I don't know what the fuck these Doxies are, but they sound terrible. Yeah. It's gross. Um, and here we get introduced to uh, the fucking creepiest little shit that has ever existed <laughs> in these books. <laughs> fucking creature. Holy oh, shit. Yes, I knew it. Oh my god. This fucker is. <laughs> he's basically Gollum. Can we agree that he's basically Gollum? Um, Have you, did you ever make this he's connection? Got, he's
0: got way more of like an old man like get off my lawn type of attitude
1: yeah definitely but like how he like talks to himself constantly yeah. Yeah, and definitely. like like has the whole it's not split personality but it's kind of like that where he's like oh yes master master will do as he told he, and then basically, instantly turns and is like oh fuck you guys you guys are the worst he's basically
0: clint eastwood's character in grand trino <laughs> because he's racist as fuck yeah he's a little old grump ass fuck yeah. I, like, I have such a love hate relationship with him. He's he's very funny at times, but it's
1: like, dude, you fucking suck. Dude, I don't know where the love comes from. He's just creepy as shit. Ron at one point, I don't think I took a note on this, but Ron at one point says like makes a big point of deadbolting the door to their room when they're going to bed, and he's like, yeah, I woke up one night with Creature just, like, fucking staring into my soul. (laughs) You do not want to see that. Trust me. And I'm like, this fucking guy. So he's, he's talking about Sirius here, and he's, like, constantly, this dude's, like, constantly muttering under his breath about his mistress and how fucking much he hates, like, Sirius and all these other fuckers. And he's, like, comes back from Azkaban ordering Creature around. He's he's always trying to, like, save. They're, they're cleaning this house and throwing all this bullshit out, and he keeps trying to save it all. Mm-hmm. He's a hoarder, for show. Sure. And um, Creature's, like, muttering about Sirius being a murderer. And Sirius fucking hates this little shit. He's like, keep muttering, and I will be a murderer as he, like, <laughs> sl- throws him out. <laughs>
0: It's it's like a it's like the mom thing when like you're crying and your mom's like keep fucking crying and I'll give you something to cry about.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll give you something to cry about exactly <laughs> Hermione of course because he's a half self she has to try and defend him she says he's not right in the head I don't think he realizes we can hear him and Sirius is like he's been alone too long taking mad orders from my mother's portrait. And talking to himself, but he was always a foul little, and then Hermione cuts him off. If you just set him free, and seriously, like, we can't fucking set him free. He knows too much about the order. And also, the shock would kill him. A little slow on the draw, Hermione. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you suggest to him that he leaves this house. See how he takes it. Yeah, he's still very attached to this house and his fucking mistress that's always screaming or whatever. So then they're looking at this tapestry that has the black family tree on it. I think this whole chapter was entitled, like, The Great and Powerful History of Black or Family of Black. The Noble and Most Ancient House of Black. That's the one. um, Sirius explains why he was, like, blasted off it. Like, she just, like, blew a hole clean through where his name was on this thing, his mom. Mm -hmm. Uh, He ran away when he was 16 to the Potter house, and he talks about how nice Harry's grandparents were. Do we know or should I know what happened to, like, James's parents, like, Harry's grandparents? No. Okay. Because it's not explained here, and I'm like, oh, yeah, where the fuck are they at? Uh, But Sirius ran away because he had had enough of his parents' pure blood bullshit. They were basically big fans of, you know, pure bloods and mud bloods being gross and all that bullshit. And... He also tells Harry about his younger brother Regulus, Regulus Black. It's a cool who, name. Yeah, sure. I think that's a star, Regulus, isn't it? I don't know. Sirius, well, Sirius is a star, Sirius is so a star that too. Sense. so That would make sense. Yeah. Uh, Regulus he joined the Daters, but then he was killed because once he got in, he got cold feet about the things that he was asked to do, and Sirius was like, "Yeah, you, you don't, you don't do that, Voldy." He doesn't know if it was Voldy himself or just on his orders that his Regulus was killed. Right, right. And then he finds out that Sirius is related to Tonks, our girl Tonks. Nymphadora, Tonks, hell yeah. Also the Lestranges, who we've heard about from Voldy. Yep. Being in Azkaban currently. Yes, sir. And the Malfoys. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. By 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 marriage or by blood, yes. Some of these are by marriage, some of these are by blood. And uh, Tonks's mother was, like, also blasted off the thing, and Sirius says something about, like, Creature doesn't listen to Tonks, but he does have to obey whatever someone in the family says, so I guess that's why they're—although he was also blasted off the tapestry. No, I mean, he, he, he is an actual black. Like, yeah, okay, so Tonks it. is only by marriage then? Correct. Okay, gotcha. And Sirius is like he gets all moody and kind of. No, I'm f- sorry. She's not. She's not by marriage. Well, then why wouldn't he have to follow what Tonk says too? Because the way he phrased it and made it sound like, oh, she's been blasted off this tapestry, which is why Creature doesn't listen to him, listen to her. And I'm like, well, you also have been blasted off the tapestry. So why does? He if I'm to not you? Mis-
0: uh, if I'm not mistaken, he he serves the house, and so since. Sirius is the owner of the house. That's uh, okay. it. okay. Yeah. Okay,
1: that makes sense. Um, but Sirius is, like, talking about his family, and he's like, they're no family of mine, and he hates being back in this house, basically. He gets, he gets like, Sirius has got a lot of Harry in him, or the other way around. Like, they get all, like, moody and, like, shitty, like, a lot, and I don't...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't... Listen, I don't know what you see so much in Serious sometimes. Like he's okay.
0: Look, I I okay, I have said that I I like He's no lupin Sirius. Oh yeah, Lupin is perfect. Yeah, I basically. I like Movie Serious more because because Gary Oldman does such a good sure. job of portraying him and and he makes him seem a little bit more like cool uncle fatherly Mm -hmm. in that in that kind of like scope but in the books it doesn't make sense that that's how gary oldman portrayed him because he's a fucking idiot in the books
1: he does seem like like we'll get to this a little bit more later but it's like he wants to be buddy buddy Mm -hmm. with harry because it's like his dad basically yes yep but, like I said, Sirius also gets, like, real, like, sad boy and moody all the time. And I'm just kind of like, listen, maybe Sirius does some fucking really cool in Book 17 and, you know, b- bees rad and redeems himself and, you know, I'll take this back. But for now, I'm just kind of like, Sirius, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, buddy.
0: I mean, look, to, because, I, because I feel like I have to, um, I mean, he was 21 when he got put in Azkaban. right like he he's he has never really had the chance to grow and he was like he was like frat boy 21 you know what i mean like him and and fucking james were like you know i mean that's that that's probably the best comparison i could have made yeah no for sure so like then he gets put in prison for 13 years and like he has not had the chance to like mature and become an adult and responsible and everything like that listen and
1: he's he's also been cooped up in this house i i don't blame him for any of this it's just like i don't know sirius seems okay at best right
0: no that's that's fair
1: anyway uh he's talking here about the house he says it's ideal for headquarters my father put every security measure known to wizard kind on it when he lived here he's and now dumbledore's added his protection you'd be hard put to find a safer house anywhere dumbledore's secret keeper for the order you know Nobody can find headquarters unless he tells them personally where it is, and that's why Moody had to show Harry that note, which is was from Dumbledore, which is when, how he found it. Right. And uh, so then we get a fucking creature. <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't think I want to unpack this, but uh, we well, need to. We got to do it now. We fucking have to. Sirius takes away this large ring that has the black crest away from Creature. He's mm-hmm. trying to like hide it because he's constantly trying to do that shit. And Creature burst into furious tears and left the room, sobbing under his breath and calling Sirius names Harry had never heard before. It was my father's," said Sirius creature wasn't quite as devoted to him as to my mother but I still caught him snogging a pair of my father's old trousers last week yeah creature's a fucking weirdo dude (laughs) he's making out with a pair of pants you never done that (laughs) I have but come on let's not talk about that let me judge this weird house elf um, this is weird, this is yeah, so weird. creature's
0: a fucking weirdo
1: dude. He's
0: also like just not right. like I I half like I mean, I agree
1: with Hermione. you which, know he has dumped so many loads into those pants. just so many loads. They're stiff as a board. Just all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Professor, he, he went a
0: little heavy on the starch. Yo! Okay, that's pretty good. That's
1: pretty good. Oh my god, this is so weird. Uh, we get a bunch more house cleaning stuff. All the stuff in the house is basically trying to kill them as they clean it and get rid of it. And also, the end of this note is also, creature is creepy as fuck, is what I have written here. Harry is starting to get real terrified of his hearing, and then he gets butt hurt when he finds out that Dumble came by but didn't like want to talk to him. Uh, we'll get more on that in a bit, and that's the end of that chapter. A- anything else you wanted to go over?
0: No, uh, I just want to get past the house cleaning chapters. Yeah, so let's let's keep Why it fucking we needed-
1: rolling. 90% of a chapter to discuss house cleaning I'll never know. Um, I guess the like the black the family black stuff was interesting but the rest of it I was just like, oh boy. So chapter seven Harry gets up the morning of his hearing has a very nervous and awkward breakfast with Arthur, Molly Tonks, Lupin and Sirius. They tell him his hearing will be with Amelia Bones. pretty cool name. They say she's tough but fair and we'll hear him out. Uh, But they also like, hey, you're going to be fine because there's this, you know, like clause in the laws that says underage wizards are allowed to use magic when their life is threatened. I think Hermione said something about that in our last episode, one of the previous chapters. Uh, I don't care for the fact that Zack is brandishing his wand at me right now. (laughs) That is not a euphemism for anything as much as it sounds like it might be. Zach, put that wand back in your pants. That was not an innuendo. (laughs) It uh, it wasn't. He was actually brandishing his wand at me. Now put it back in your pants, you fucking weirdo. Um. So they, Arthur, Arthur's taking him to work to take him to his hearing, and I fucking just love Arthur so much, dude. Yeah. Anything with
0: Arthur is always. Anything
1: with Arthur is so gold. Uh. So they can't obviously like. I don't know why flu powder doesn't. Oh, he does say he says something like arriving by any magical means will just not look good because of what you're yes. accused of and I'm yes. like okay, but whatever. No, yeah. I it's all it's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> so they're taking the train. <laughs> and of course Arthur is fascinated with everything. He says simply fabulous indicating the automatic ticket machines, wonderfully ingenious. And Harry's like, they're out of order pointing at the sign and <laughs> arthur's like yes but even so <laughs> he's just like <laughs> he's big into these ticket machines
0: even though they're fucking busted i, I think that this was funny. actually just arthur wanting to oh, travel yeah. by muggle means that
1: that's why he gave such a lame excuse of <laughs> he's like oh like, yeah,
0: this is a terrible idea we gotta go like a muggle
1: we're gonna have to go like muggles right, yeah, 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 yeah. we can't take flu powder whatever so they get to the ministry, and this place seems pretty cool. This this chapter was kind of just a lot of, like, descriptions, so I don't have a ton of notes on it, but I did take note of there's a lot of cool, like, world building and descriptions of the ministry here. Mm-hmm. There's this real dumb statue of a centaur, goblin, and house elf basically worshiping this godlike wizard and witch, and mm-hmm. it was mentioned several times, so I was like, I guess this is important. It's, it's just, like, I
0: know that you and I have discussed this a couple times, but, like, it's just a very heavy-handed, like, hey, wizards are racist. Like, they, they, don't, they don't treat other magical beings uh, with respect.
1: Right. Like, they seem to have a real high fucking opinion of themselves. Um, yeah. There's also a dude with a fire-breathing chicken, and that's rad, so I made a note of that. <laughs> And That's that then, Nashville hot chicken right there, bro. Yes, exactly. And then my boy Kingsley Shacklebolt, the very awesomely named Kingsley Shacklebolt. Fuck yeah. He's talking to Arthur, and he's talking about a report that Arthur gave him, and he calls them the Muggle fire Legs. And I was like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" And Arthur's like, "They're firearms, firearms, Kingsley." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Fire legs." Okay, that's pretty good.
0: The, don't they like give a description, uh, like a description of like there's some sort of like handheld like like weapon that shoots people or something like that? Do they? That's give a when
1: that was in Azkaban. Oh, um, oh you're right. You're in the right, newspaper, yes. it was described as like a port, a sort of portable wand that shoots fire that muggles use to kill each other or something like that right okay yeah um and then they find out that they've changed the time and place for harry's hearing and that they're late arthur frantically gets him gets him down in like they go down into like the dungeons and tells him to go in that he's not allowed in and that's the end of that chapter uh like i said not not a ton of notes there it was a lot of just Description of the ministry and stuff like that uh which I appreciated, but I did not make many notes on so chapter eight this this is this was probably the best chapter of this batch this is the trial this this was good and interesting yes stuff.
0: it's it, it is very good
1: yeah so Harry realizes immediately that he is in the very exact same room that he was in Dumble's pensive uh where he saw the trials. And they yell at him for being late. Corny Fudge is leading this thing, and Percy is there taking notes. And so Harry's big nervous for this. He goes in, and in comes our boy, witness for the defense, Albus Percival Wolfric Brian Dumbledore. <laughs> My fucking guy. All these names are rad as fuck and like totally fit, being it's, this weird ass Brian's wizard. the best one. And Scott, then don't you Brian, fucking say it. And then fucking Brian. I what love it. What the hell? My fucking brother's name is Brian and he's a douchebag.
0: <laughs> does your brother listen to the show? No.
1: Okay. But I hope he does because I will say that to his face anytime he wants. <laughs> Uh what the fuck, Brian? I love it. And it's so out of place with the rest of these names. It's so out of place. I like the way that uh
0: movie Dumbledore delivers his name is mm-hmm. actually very funny. Like
1: he like Albus pauses Percival and is like "Brrrick Brian, Brian <laughs> Dumbledore." Yeah. Uh I had to make a note of that cuz I was like, "What the fuck? This is the first time we've gotten his full full full. Why does he have 53 names by the way?" Cause he's a baller. I don't know, man. The Dumbledores are strange people, I guess. No fucking kidding, goat fuckers. Uh, so <laughs> we talked about this. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yep. Yeah. I, I sure do. Uh, Fudge is like big mad that Dumbledore showed up. Fudge is like, oh yes, you, uh, you got uh, our message that the 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 time and place of the hearing had been changed. Guy I must have butch. missed it. Dumbledore said cheerfully, "However, due to a lucky mistake, I arrived at the ministry 3 hours early, so no harm done." And I'm like, "Fuck yeah, Dumbledore." Dude, <laughs> it's so
0: good. Th- this I know that you're probably getting to this, but like Dumbledore just like fucking completely owning everybody with his words is Oh,
1: he dunks on them. Is um, it's just so good. He dunks on Fudge specifically Like, 33 times. It's so good. There are so many posters in little boys' bedrooms of Dumbledore just dunking on Fudge repeatedly. Uh, (laughs) Fudge is like, yeah, well, I I suppose we'll need another chair. Weasley, get us another chair. Dumbledore's like, nah, I got it, bro. Pulls out his wand, gives a little flick, and just like, really like, fucking chintzy bullshit like comfy armchair appears out of nowhere <laughs> which I didn't know he could just summon armchairs which is rad I need to learn that spell I know I need that spell as well and he just sits down and just like is chilling just total chilling it says he looked at them with an exple- an expression of polite interest he's just so cool as a cucumber here um um our girl, Madam Bones, who has a monocle, by the way, which is <laughs> cool as shit. Uh, she's very impressed. And so so anyway, I, I skipped ahead of here a little bit. Harry's describing the events that took place the night of you know him doing the Patronus. And she's very impressed that he can do a full Patronus at his age. Shooting that white silver load, she's like, it's pretty good because you're pretty young. It's just pretty impressive. Fudge does not believe him. He he's he wants the whole court to laugh at his ridiculous story about the Nazgul being there. Uh, and he's like, you got no witnesses, bro. And I find out here, apparently muggles can't see uh, the Nazgul. Yeah. Because they're like, Correct. oh, Dur- Dudley was there, and he can tell you if you need to. And they're like, muggles can't see them. Dumble. It's like, no, yeah, bro, I got you a witness. Here, I'll bring her in. Let me summon another armchair for her, too, while I'm <laughs> at it. <laughs> She's great. Dude, Mrs. Fig. Mrs. Fig comes in looking as crazy as ever. She's, she should have been, like, holding and petting a cat during this whole yeah, thing, because that yeah. would have been so much better. Cats She's are the her the mousiest thing, right? woman in the
0: movie. It's so funny. That's pretty good. Yeah.
1: So she comes in. Dumble pulls her up another chair, and... uh they're like, what the fuck is this, Dumble? No other witch or wizard lives near Harry Potter. We're fucking keeping an eye on that shit. And she's like, "Hey, I'm a Squib." And Fudge is like, "Oh, we'll look into that BS. We'll we'll check your parentage." And then he he turns to his like cronies on, on the thing, and he's like, "Can can Squibs can Squibs see the Nazgul? Can we <laughs> do we know? Can we, they see them?" And Mrs. is like, "Hell yeah, I can see them." And so then. The way she starts doing this description, I'm like, I don't think she can see them. I think this is Dumbledore bullshit. Because she's like, yeah, I saw the Dementors running into the alley. And I think Amelia Bones is like, yeah, running. Uh, Dementors don't run. They glide. And Miss Vick's like, oh, yeah, that's that's what I meant to say. Totally meant to say that. Gliding into the alley. And (laughs) this is a funny bit. Madam Bones is like, "What do they look like?" Dude. This and she's is so like, "Well, funny. one was very large and one was rather skinny." And Bones is like, "No, no, no, not the boys, the Nazgûl." <laughs> <laughs> Which was very funny. They do
0: nail this in the movie pretty good. It's okay, very funny. Okay, that's that's good to
1: know. And she's like, "They were big, big and wearing cloaks." And nobody is buying this. They're like, "Big and wearing cloaks?" Huh? Okay. Okay. Even Harry's like, dude she's like maybe seen a picture of these fuckers she has no idea what they look like <laughs> yeah. but then she describes what happens and her description is actually like fairly accurate because it's like it was super cold and i felt it's like, like a
0: copy paste from a textbook is what it is
1: it, well yes and she's like you know listen there was like there was no happiness left to be found in the world you're right it is totally copy and paste from the textbook amelia bones is like That's legit. That checks out. That's that's (laughs) exactly what it is. Because Fudge is like, bullshit. I call bullshit on this testimony. And uh Fudge makes a really good crack here about how the bag man was not would not even bet on how crazy odds there would be about a Nazgul being in that spot. He's like, why would there be Nazgul in Little Winging like Right where there is this wizard, like not even the bagman would take that big odds. And I'm like right. you don't have to take an unnecessary crack about my boy the bagman, like that fudge. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. My boy Ludo. Come on. Bagman does not work for the ministry anymore, I'm guessing. He's like gone, gone, right? Uh no, I think I think he is still around. Is he really? I think so
0: that's amazing yeah i love him to death he's he's just such a good like comedic relief Wait, i don't i don't actually now that i'm thinking about it i don't think we get any more of him but like i don't think he was sacked
1: he's not in the movies you said though right correct it's just crouch man that is yeah, disappointing it's it is very disappointing well hold <sighs> on didn't, didn't you watch goblet of fire or... i have not watched goblet of fire yet no oh okay i really want you to watch that movie well, it's not on HBO Max anymore, so what can you do? Mm. Um, anyway, uh, Dumbledore here really just starts his full-on dunking assault on these, these dipshits here at this point. He's talking about, he's like, so we need to figure out why there are two Dementors loose and why they're attacking this young wizard. And Fudge Corny is like, there are no Dementors loose and they only take orders from the Ministry of Magic. They don't take orders from anyone else. And Dumble's like, okay. He fucking played a trap card, bro. Dude, he did. He fucking, (laughs) you just uh, triggered my trap card. (laughs) He's like, if it's true that the Dementors are taking orders only from the Ministry of Magic and it is also true that Dementors attacked Harry and his cousin a week ago, then it follows logically that somebody at the ministry might have ordered the attacks. And then he's like, but of course, these particular Dementors may have been outside ministry control. And Fudge is just like, no, what? I told you there were no Dementors outside his control. And Dumbledore's just like, well, yeah, then I guess I'm, sh- I'm sure you'll be making a full inquiry into why two Dementors were so very far from Azkaban and why they attacked Without authorization, Corny's God, like it's so good. Corny's like you don't decide what the Ministry of Magic does or does not do, Dumble, and uh, he's he's turning all shades of like purple and red because he's big embarrassed because he's getting dunked on, and Dumble's like, no, of course, of course, I was merely expressing my confidence that this matter will not go uninvestigated, and he like looks at Madame Bones in particular, who like because she's like. What is she the head of? They said it earlier, but I can't remember. The head of... uh... Wizard Justice. Sure, Um, (laughs) Something like that. Justice! With her sick-ass monocle. And here Dumble and Fudge go at it about Harry and how often he's fucked up. And this is the one time when I'm like, Fudge has got a point. He has fucked up a lot. (laughs) A lot, a lot, a lot. Um, Fudge is like have you ever bothered to tot up the number of cock and bull stories this bull has come out with big fan of his phrasing there <laughs> Um, while trying to cover up his flagrant misuse of magic out of school I suppose you've gotten the hover charm he used three years ago and Harry's like that wasn't me that was a hell self and Fudge is like you fucking see you see my guy <laughs> Listen to this asshole. Uh, A house elf in a muggle house. And Dumble's like, "Uh, yeah, that house elf that he's talking about works for me. I can bring him here if you want. He can tell us what happened.
0: Dude, I love it.
1: And and Corny Fudge is like, I don't want to listen to your bullshit house elves. (laughs) And he's like, that's not the only one. what about he blew up his aunt? And Dumbles like, "Yeah, you uh very kindly did not press charges on that occasion, accepting, I presume, that even the best wizards cannot always control their emotions, dude." <laughs> it's so which is good. like, "Yeah, dude, that was like your fucking call that you didn't like fucking prosecute him or whatever for that." Well, and Send then him. also the the backhand, like, even the best wizards
0: cannot control their emotions yes. as he's
1: like fucking furious, which is so good. Yes, it's so and good. um. Corny's like, I haven't even started on what he gets up to at school. And Dumble just, oh my God, he's on a fucking roll. He's like, well, but as the ministry has no authority to punish Hogwarts students for misdemeanors at school, Harry's behavior there is not relevant to this inquiry. And I'm like, yeah, but he does get up to a lot of shit at school. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck off, Scott. um and corny's like oh not our business what he does at school huh and Dumbles like yeah the ministry does not have the power to expel my students cornelius as i reminded you on the night uh with the dementor attack nor does it have the right to confiscate wands until charges have been successfully proven again as i reminded you on the night of the second of august (laughs) this is such a good line In your admirable haste to ensure that the law is upheld, you appear, inadvertently, I am sure, ooh, so good, to have overlooked a few laws yourself. That sentence is so, like, condescending. It's so fucking And, like, so, like, just fucking... Daggers, dude. Stick the knife in and twist on corny fudge. It's so good. To which our boy just responds, laws can be changed. Yeah, yeah. he's like, yeah, laws can be changed. And Dumb was like, oh, yeah, sure. You seem to be making a lot of changes around here since you <laughs> kicked me off the wizard court, my guy. And uh, he's like, it's already become practice to hold a full criminal trial to deal with a simple matter of underage magic. And he's dunking on them so hard, like some of the other... Like fuckers, the the trial because there's like forty of these yeah, it's, wizards. It's
0: the full wizen gamut. Yeah, it's the wizengamant. full
1: wizen gamut, and like some of them are like either getting uncomfortably or like snickering because like Dumble is just making corny fudge look like a complete and yeah. total fool. It's,
0: I think the way I've like read it is like a lot of
1: them are like like oh shit yeah like Ooh, Ooh, <laughs> what time break for lunch <laughs> um. <laughs> should we who who set this time this is i wasn't supposed to be here i'm in the wrong dungeon it turns out uh it's real good uh they deliberate for a moment and then vote most of them vote to clear him of all charges including amelia bones so she does indeed seem to be fair uh tough affair like they described her and uh a few of them, including Fudge and this Dolores Umbridge character, who apparently looks like a toad, uh, yes. that's described here. Will, will I was like, she's got to be important, right? Because she's, they're really making a big deal out of her, and yeah, turns out she is important. Um, we'll get to that, <laughs> but yeah, apparently she looks like a toad. Uh, they all vote against oh, Harry. Oh God! But Harry is cleared. He he got plenty of the vote. <laughs> and Dumble is just like, all right, sweet, peace, I'm out. And he packs up his chairs and leaves without looking at fucker Harry at all. And Harry is again, of course, very butthurt by this. Yeah. And that's the end of chapter eight. That was just the Dumbledore show from start to finish. Just putting on a clinic. My dude is putting on a clinic out here. Yeah, dude. He he gave he gave
0: Fudge. A good old prostate exam. I mean, he got (laughs) right in there. He went up to the
1: elbow, man. (laughs) 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 Shit. (laughs) He is just embarrassing this asshole out here. It was so good. I was like, you know, that is the like the the gifts, the meme of just like Michael Jackson eating the popcorn like that was just like me this whole chapter. I'm just like, oh, get him, Dumble. Hell yeah. It was pretty good. good. It was very enjoyable
0: most most of Dumbledore and Fudges exchanges in this series are just yeah fantastic.
1: The one at the end of the last book was also one of the best parts of that book too with when we the first parting got, of the ways. yes, we first got corny Fudge's heel turn uh yeah it's it's real good. uh chapter nine my boy Arthur is waiting for him such a good guy as he comes out of the trial. Um, but he also was like yeah dumble just like kind of went straight past he didn't even bother to tell me whether you got cleared or not dumble's kind of acting when he's not dunking on people he's acting a little odd but you know he's a busy man i'm sure do you have any uh theories on that my theory is he's a busy dude and he doesn't have time for harry and his bullshit is my theory okay um Solid arthur theory. Arthur is shocked, shocked I say, that he was tried by the whole court, the whole wiz and gamut. He's like, what the fuck? For underage magic? <laughs> yeah. And Harry's like, yeah, yeah, I know. Fuck, man. It's like uh, Harry's
0: like, yeah, I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs>
1: yeah, so Jesus <laughs> does Harry think he's a big deal. Holy fuck. We saw that yeah. a lot last chapters in the last podcast episode, but holy fuck, this motherfucker. Yep. Uh, they see Corny Fudge talking to our boy Lucius on the way out lucius makes a, a crack calls him patronus potter which i'm like all right that's all right that's not yeah. bad <laughs> um, all right lucius you got one it's just it's just very funny that like
0: lucius is a man probably in his what like 40s probably like, yeah like for late 40s yeah and he's and just, just like, like
1: dunking on this little kid <laughs> yeah dude
0: he's just like
1: i'm gonna call you a fucking funny nickname
0: piece of shit it's that so is good am-
1: that is amazing uh, he's like, gives him shit. He's like, oh, your ability to wriggle out of trouble is almost snake-like. Which, I don't know what the fuck he's implying. Is I guess this is about his partial tongue thing that everyone's freaking out about. Lucius just has a fucking hard-on for snake stuff. He does have a hard-on for snake stuff. Um, Harry shoots back with, because Harry remembers here, of course, that last he saw Lucius was through a Death Eater hood, you know, in the graveyard. And Harry shoots back with, yeah, I'm good at escaping. Remember that time I escaped you and Voldy in the graveyard? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say that, but that's what he's thinking. <laughs> he should have said that. That would have been very uh, funny. so good. Um, Arthur tells him that Lucius is very well connected because of money. And he's basically bribing fudge on shit all the time. Harry asks if it's possible that Fudge has been Imperious cursed because they're obviously like having in private meetings and shit all the time. <clears throat> and Arthur says, Believe me, we've thought about it, but Dumble thinks no, which is honestly worse. And I'm like, Yeah, if he's just willingly being that big of a dipshit, then yeah, that is worse. Yeah. Yep, completely. So everyone's very happy. Harry got off. Oh, Harry- he got off, huh? <laughs> he he got off big time. Uh but he's also very butthurt. He he's thinking a lot about how butthurt he is that Dumble didn't look at or talk to him at all. And his scar starts hurting when he's thinking about this, which is strange. Um Hermione is the only one who notices that his scar is hurting because you know why? Because she's a true fucking friend and he's I like oh, about it's- this yeah, i should've seen that from he a mile have away seen that coming a mile away he's like oh that's nothing happens all the time now and i'm like that's probably not a good thing that that's happening all the time my guy and now Sirius is sulking because Harry's gets to go back to Hogwarts and isn't gonna just stay in the Black House and live dude, with him. This Sirius is what I'm talking sucks about, here, dude. dude. He's just like sulking all over the house, and Hermione's like, "Dude, he's being real selfish." And Molly's right; he thinks of Harry too much, like his dad, like uh, James. James, and Ron and Ron and Harry are like, "No, Sirius is fucking cool. You don't even know, bro." And I'm just like fucking serious and Harry. I'm over you two. Serious less so than Harry. I'm super over Harry. Holy shit! In this book, um, Harry is then Harry starts because there was a moments there for a while where he's like, you know, staying here in the Black House with serious wouldn't 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 be so bad. That might be okay if I get expelled. But now he's he's realizing this house fucking sucks ass and he is super <laughs> yeah. ready to go back to school. He's basically like fuck serious, I'm out. And fuck this shit, I'm out. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Uh friend George say that they have heard people talking about uh all the difficulty that Dumble has been had filling the defense against the dark arts position this time. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck else is new?
0: Well, he's usually able to get somebody, but
1: like. Yeah, you know, like a cool werewolf dude. (laughs) Fuck yeah, dude. Let's bring him back. (laughs) And this is where we get all this prefect nonsense, which is also, I honestly mostly loved this stuff too, just because of what came about of it. Uh, so Ron is picked to be prefect. They get this. They get their school note supplies, and Ron is picked to pick. Fr- Ron is picked to be prefect. George and Fred are astounded. Astounded, I say. I mean, are you? Aren't you? I, I'm like, well, okay. I have theories about this, but I'll get to that because they are like, who the fuck would pick Ron? <laughs> And uh, they're like, we thought Dumbledore was bound to pick you, talking to Harry. Winning the Triwizard and everything. he's like, I suppose all the mad stuff must have counted against him. Because, you know, the paper is printing that Harry's mad, basically crazy. Yep. And Fred's like, yeah, you've caused too much trouble, mate. And... (laughs) He's like at least one of you have has got their priorities right. They like fucking like hate Ron so much now for him being a prefect. And yeah, they they shit on him a lot in this book about it. It's so good. They even more so than usual. Um <laughs> there's a good line here. He says Oh, Mum's going to be revolting, groaned George, thrusting the prefect badge back at Ron as though it might contaminate him. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are literally like dealing with like poison bugs all the time for their candy, but nah, this prefect badge is what's gonna contaminate him. Dude, which they're means. so funny, dude. Real like, good. Everything
0: I, that every every scene with them, dude, I just I enjoy it so much.
1: They're so good. They're 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 so much better so far in this book. they were problem I had problems with them in the last book. They just like were way obsessed with like doing their age line and being real shady about their dealings with the bag man, and they weren't being funny. And I'm like, "Come on, guys, be funny for me! Come on, clowns, perform! <laughs> <laughs> Tell a joke, clown!" Uh But yeah, they're they're back to their old ways here, and I love it. That's how our listeners view us, dude.
0: Yeah, listen, that's what we're. Did here you for. did you see the poll I posted on our Twitter? I
1: saw it. I did not see the results of it. The results are 100%. No, just stick to comedy, dude. (laughs) I'm sorry, the leftovers. Yeah, nobody wants to hear us, like,
0: talk about a fucking serious serious
1: show. Yeah, listen, I can't blame them. We're not serious people, especially what they've heard of us. So, Hermione comes in, and she's also a prefect. There's a real embarrassing mix-up moment when she thinks it's Harry and she's like, fucking Harry, I knew you would be prefect as well. And then Harry's like, no, 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 it's <laughs> Ron. So and she's like, no, good one, Harry. That can't be right. <laughs> it can't be fucking wrong. And and I'm Ron. And like, Ron's just like, dude, what a cuck. Right, yeah. It's totally like literally everyone. Mrs. Weasley also can't believe it. She comes in. She literally says, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Oh, Ron, how wonderful. A prefect, that's everyone in the family. <laughs> and George comes back here with, what are friend and I? Next door neighbors? <laughs> Which is maybe the best line he's ever had. Oh, my God. Next door neighbors. That's so good. Um. Molly's freaking out my girl Molly very happy you know what good for her I can't blame him Ron's such a fuck up like she has to be happy that he's done something for the first time in his life yeah like I love my girl Molly I can't fault her for being excited about this
0: yeah it's it's just weird man like like why wouldn't it have gone to like Lee Jordan or like who the fuck is Lee Jordan to one of the other boys, and they're great. You, you know why you don't hear about him? Because he's just like a normal, good student. Like, he's not a
1: fucking idiot, troublemaker. Like, yeah, Ron breaks rules and gets in trouble all the time. And How he's many times dumb. has he got detention? Also, he's an idiot. Uh, here's a question I had. Mm-hmm. I think this comes up later, but I'll ask it now. You told me there are only eight total prefects, right? A boy and a girl for each house. I'm pretty sure that's how it works, yeah. Because the way Hermione phrased it later, it sounded like there were two prefects, a boy and a girl, for each year for each house. Which would make more sense as to why they get their own bathroom if there's that many.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's where your head's at? <laughs>
1: I'm all like right, we'll okay. Go with that then. If there's like forty of them or something, whatever. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. I don't know. I didn't know about this. I just thought. Yeah, that I, was I've never actually cause thought because they're about all fifth yeah, years. They say specifically, all of them are fifth years. At one point, all the prefects, like in their little prefect meeting on the train. Interesting. Okay, then.
0: Fuck I guess I don't know
1: Check your knowledge Zach Anyway um, George and Fred give Harry a bunch more shit about being a prefect Or not Harry sorry Ron About A bunch more shit about being a prefect And Hermione Not a good look here for my girl She defends him And says, like, well, Ron could give you detention if you wanted to. They think this is the funniest shit they've ever heard. They're like, yeah, Ron will give us detention. (laughs) And they just, like, apparate out of the room. It's so good. Uh, Harry then, this motherfucker, he gets all moody and weird about Ron getting picked for prefect over him. He legit thinks he's just better than Hermione and Ron. He's just like... I'm so much better than them at everything. I'm so cool. I escaped from Voldy. I'm the hottest shit that's ever come to wizarddom. Fucking Hogwarts should suck my cock because I'm the coolest. I fucking hate him. Yeah, man. He he rides way up there on that horse. It's ridiculous. <sighs> it's bad. He, at the very least, he he thinks this for a while, but then he puts on a brave face for his butt buddy, and he's like... Oh, congratulations, man! I'm real proud of you. Uh,
0: That's almost worse. <laughs> like knowing that in his head he's like, "Fucking bitch!" Like I, that should be mine. You're oh, right. Congrats. Thanks. It fucking is
1: worse. God damn it! He's the worst. <laughs> uh, so, as a gift for you know, uh, the Weasleys have gotten gifts for their prefect sons. They got uh, this is sad. Percy. Percy has Hermes. His Hermes thing. Um, you mean his, his owl? His Hermes thing, his owl. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I remember specifically Hermes because it's a badass name for an owl. And that is, uh, good,
0: that is a good owl name.
1: Yeah, it's great. It's no Archimedes, but you know, no, no owl is Archimedes. Um, so she's like, "What do you want?" And he's like, "I want a broom, mom." And Molly, it's it, this crushes my soul a little bit because you can tell she's like. Oh, brooms are expensive, this, that's going to be tough. But she does it for him, because Molly's great. And Ron literally does a sex moan when he gets his new broom. They say in the text, he, like, moans when she hands him his new broom. It's very weird. Yeah. This motherfucker. Look,
0: so the way that, okay, you know that I equally dislike Ron. I don't
1: know equally, because I hate him a lot, but sure.
0: I though I I do try and empathize with this character and help you understand like you know like the fact that he has this complex about being disliked and being poor and yada yada yada. Sure, sure, sure. Uh and to your point, you you've had a huge problem with how heavy-handed a lot of like like he's just so woe is me about it. Mhm. I thought this was the was fantastic. Like you know she's like oh you know we'll get you a gift and he's like you know oh, i want a broom and he sees her face drop and he's right. like it doesn't it doesn't have to be like a, a, a nice one like
1: even he knows just like, just it, my own broom yes that that was like oh dude ouch this this was like the most self-awareness he has ever had
0: in his yeah, life yeah it's it's very good and and i think i think if there was more of that type of attitude towards like his family situation it would be it would it would be easier to feel for him.
1: Definitely, definitely. Like, yeah, I you know I didn't make a specific note about it. I guess I should have because it is so surprising. But yeah, I was like, okay, at least he didn't you know try and be like, get me a fucking Nimbus, mom, get me a fire blaster, firebolt. Uh, yeah, he he was quick to be like when he saw his mom's face fall. How he's just kind of like, I I don't know, you know, anything crazy fancy, but you know, I just so I can have my own broom. So. Good on you, Ron, I guess. Don't <laughs> moan like a creeper when she gives you your fucking broom, though. Oh, uh, yeah. Goddamn weirdo. Uh, So they're having this uh, party. Uh, they've talked multiple times about this rattling desk that's upstairs. They want Moody to check on, and he finally shows up. And they they're downstairs, and Molly's like, hey, there's this thing. We think it's a Bogart up in this desk. Can you check on it? And the dude just, like, looks, he doesn't get up from the table, go to the desk, and then go check it out. No, he just uses his magic eye to, like, look up through multiple walls and the ceiling and through the desk. He's like, yeah, it's a Bogart. He's so OP. How did this motherfucker with his OP eye and how paranoid he is ever get fucking captured by anyone? Beats the shit out of me, buddy. It's this kind of shit that like makes no sense and just makes me angry. Cuz I dude can like, see through multiple walls and be like, yeah, it's Bogart. Also, he's super paranoid. How would anyone as I love ever get him? Moody's
0: character. I I hate his eye thing. Like it's just it's just
1: too it's too much. I feel like the rules on the eye change too. Yeah. Um yeah.
0: though interestingly enough Moody is probably the only person ever in existence to know what a Bogart actually looks like.
1: That's true because he can see through Yeah. the thing. Um so is he the only one with this magical eye tech like it, fucking... Exactly. Look, oh, hey, look. I don't, I Why aren't everyone wearing these fucking
0: things? <laughs> Dude, I don't fucking know. You mean I to don't mass know. Produce... I wish I wish it didn't exist.
1: We need to mass-produce these magical eyes immediately. Sirius here is talking to Harry. He says, No one would have made me a prefect. I spent too much time in detention with James. Lupin was the good boy. He got the badge. And Lupin chimes in here, I think Dumbledore might have hoped that I would be able to exercise some control over my best friends. I need scarcely say that I failed dismally. <laughs> Which is a real good quick character moment from our boys Lupin and Sirius Lupin. Um You're right, Lupin and Lupin and James were obviously like fucking frat boys, like partying and no, in uh Sirius and James. Sirius and James, sorry. Lupin was a baller that we know him to be. Um Moody shows Harry a picture of the original order, Order of the Phoenix. This is very cool. Like uh there's a lot of names and stuff thrown out here. Amelia Bones's brother and Gideon and Fabian Pruitt sound real baller. Fuck yeah, they do. They were the ones that I picked out specifically. Like Gideon Pruitt, like it took like 5 death eaters to kill him, I think Moody says. Uh he sounds rad as shit, but the the moral of this story is most of them are dead or worse. And Harry is a real dick about this too. He's like, "Why did Moody show me this? This he thought this would cheer me up, but it just depresses me." Me, I fucking hate him so much. Um, would that not depress you?
0: I mean, you're hating it because it's Harry, but like, that's
1: kind of fucked up. He, it is fucked up, but like, Moody showed it to him because it's like, "Hey, here's your parents. Here's." you know, their friends and their hey, here's family. your dead parents and their dead friends. Okay, okay, hang on a minute. When Hagrid gave Harry the photo book of pictures of all his dead parents it's and his friends. It's different, it's different. No, no,
0: no. How is order, that different? Well, listen, I'll explain. The Order of the Phoenix picture is like, hey, here's your dead parents and all their dead friends doing the thing that we're doing
1: <laughs> now. We're all dead. We're all gonna die. Listen, Moody is trying... In his own way to be like, yeah, this shit's serious, motherfucker, you little dipshit. In his own way. Sure. And Harry's just like, eh. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck was that, Scott? Eh, That's what Harry is doing all the time in this book. He's literally just being like, I'm going to go up to my room. Eh." Man, you are going to have a tough time with this book. Dude, he sucks. I Listen, I understand why he's like, "That's depressing, all these people are dead." but it's just the way he goes about it and the way he does it. Yeah, no, you're right. We, we talked about this, I think,
0: on the last episode, like a lot of the things that he is either upset about, sad about, whatever, like, are somewhat warranted. Yes. I don't agree with the prefect thing. But yeah, but, but somewhat warranted. He just, his inner dialogue and like what he actually thinks and how he processes all this information is just, oh my, it's yeah. it's so just, frust- it's just frustrating.
1: It's insufferable, uh, yeah. especially how he's constantly thinking how fucking cool and rad he is and better than... I mean, he is better than than Ron, to be fair, but that is an extremely low bar. But when he starts thinking he's better than Hermione, I'm like, get the fuck out, motherfucker! Yeah, <laughs> no one in the history Him and of the Ron universe is dead without Hermione. <laughs> yeah, so many times, so many times. Um, this part, oh, this part hurt my soul. This this part made me real sad. Harry goes upstairs, and our girl Molly is sobbing. In this, in the study, like trying to get rid of this bogart, it keeps changing into members of her family dead, just like laying down dead. Yes, and it's like she keeps trying. She keeps trying to ridiculous it, and it just changes into another dead member of her family. And she just keeps doing it. And she's just like sobbing. And it's it's so fucking heartbreaking. She says she dreads and dreams of it constantly, which is why she was so protectful. Of the kids learning too much about the order. Um, it's it hurts my soul. Lupin comes in, he takes care of the Bogart, he comforts her saying, Hey, listen, we're we're much better this time. We're much more prepared than we were, you know, when the order was founded last time. He's like, We know Voldy's coming, we know what he's up to. We're we're gonna be okay. God, dude, it's, it's it, it dude, it hurt me. Just it's um, I so fucking gutting. love Molly so much and it's it guts me. Yeah, she's like she also threw in something there about like what if something happens to us or Percy and you know the last things we said to him was like fighting and you know like how they're kind of estranged now and it's just like oh it sucks.
0: Right. Also, the the fact that like that Harry's body popped up.
1: Yeah, yeah, because oh. she cares so much for him like, you know, she's she's like She thinks of herself as his mother. You know, I I got no problems with that.
0: It hits me so like I'm it's so
1: heart wrenching. I fucking love Molly so much. Yeah. Lupin says, Molly, come on. It's about time you got used to hearing it. I can't promise no one's going to get hurt. Nobody can promise that. But we're much better off than we were last time. You weren't in the order then. You don't understand. Last time we were outnumbered twenty to one by the Death Eaters and they were picking us off one by one. Um, that sounds fucked up. So, that's not good that they were super outnumbered last time. I don't know if that's going to be the case this time. But, um, Lupin certainly seems to think that they are better prepared. Um, Harry goes into his room and he starts worrying about his friends and family getting killed. This is, you know, first time he's thought of other people in a long-ass time. (laughs) And um, oh, fuck. Ouch, yes. Yeah. And his scar <laughs> starts hurting again. And I'm like, this can't be good. Uh he starts talking to himself and this painting on the wall, like, laughs at him, and he's like, he's like, uh, eh, talking to yourself is the first sign of madness, dude. And that's the end of the chapter. So our our boy is going crazy and that's the end of chapter nine anything else i missed you wanted to go over in that chapter
0: uh no man that was there's some good stuff in that chapter um but part of like our i say our because i've been talking about it with amanda a ton about what we're expecting out of
1: you with this book (laughs) Ha- I love that you guys like, have these, like, secret conversations about dude, what I, it, my feelings will be towards these books. It is
0: absurd. Like, we, we love trying to, like, guess how you're going to react to certain things. It's one of our favorite things to talk how,
1: about. How have you been mostly accurate? Have you ever been, like, super surprised by the way I reacted to something? Uh, I mean, I was very
0: pleasantly surprised uh, at how much you liked the last book. That's true. You did, you did mention that. Yeah, I, I, I was very worried that you were going to feel like, like, uh, okay, all this bad shit's going on, but, like, we're still doing this tournament. Like, let's get, you sure. know what I mean? Like, right. uh, and that is how I felt about this book. Like, I, Amanda and I keep talking about, like, there's a lot of character moments in this book. There's a mm-hmm. lot of, like, they're not really doing anything, but you sure. learn about each other. You you see them have interactions, and and we're like, okay, that's the stuff that Scott likes. But also, like, when last book finished, you even said, I like almost verbatim, like, okay, shit is shit is real now. Like, mm-hmm, right, it needs to happen. I don't right. want I don't want fluff anymore. Um, well,
1: listen, like i don't consider like real good character moments like fluff i i think the fluff i talk more about is like them cleaning the fucking house and like (laughs) yeah that's
0: exactly what i was talking about school
1: bullshit like that's the stuff like all this stuff like with molly here uh and and stuff like that i i don't even fucking care what else is going on like give me that shit all day long so okay all right well good as long as we keep getting good character moments like that, I'm totally fine with it. But if I have to fucking read one more goddamn chapter about Sirius cleaning the house or what have you, I, I will lose my mind. I, I don't blame you for that. So chapter 10, uh, this Harry has this dream and I took this note specifically because I think several times now he's had very brief dreams about walking down this corridor that ends in a locked door. And I don't think I've made a note on it or mentioned it yet. So I wanted to mention it because it's there's a little more here. Mm-hmm. And also I got to thinking about how, you know, dreams and visions are, like, very important in, like, specifically the Game of Thrones books I'm thinking of. So I made a note to this one. He He's having a troubled night's sleep. His parents woven in and out of his dreams, never speaking. Mrs. Weasley sobbed over Creature's dead body fucking weird who gives a shit about creature uh watched by ron and hermione who were wearing crowns i'm assuming this crowns represents like them being prefix. i guess probably and yet again harry found himself walking down a corridor ending in a locked door he awoke abruptly with his scar prickling um so yeah I have no fucking clue what's going on in these dreams. Why Molly gives a shit about creature? I do not know. Like I said, I'm guessing the Ron and Hermione crowns thing represents them being like in positions of authority. Um but I don't know what to make of this corridor ending in a locked door. It's good stuff. Sure. <laughs> so,
0: I just I I struggle so much. I can't say shit. I know. Listen, I know. I know how this goes. I I I wish our listeners knew. Like I feel like all the time people are like, "Well, why wouldn't Zach fucking say that?" And it's like, I I tiptoe around what should be said or not. So often it's so. This is so
1: tough. Plenty has already been spoiled for me. We don't need more. Um. That's thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Chaz. Uh. Fucking Chaz. And (laughs) you. Um, Molly is freaking out that they're going to be late for the train. And Moody is mad that they don't have enough guards for Harry. Who was the one that was supposed to show up for guard duty that he's pissed at? I can't remember. I don't think I wrote it down. Sirius insists on coming with them in dog form. He's he's his big old dog boy. And he comes with them to the train station, which seems like a real bad idea. But Molly's freaking out too much to, like, say, tell him no. Ron and Hermione have to go to the prefect car. And when they get this is when they get on the train. And Harry is being a little bitch about being alone. Ginny is so overlooked by this fucking bastard. Like Ginny is literally standing right next to him and he's bitching about having to be alone. And I'm like, dude, Ginny seems fucking rad. And she proves multiple times here how rad she is. Yeah. But he fucking doesn't care. He only only cares about Ron and her. Ginny's fucking awesome. Ginny, Ginny is is maybe a top three Weasley for me. Is it Fred George and Jim? No, but Molly and Arthur. That's tough because most of the wait is it Bill or Charlie? No. Okay. Most of the Weezies are so cool. There's only two that are a problem.
0: See, my my favorites are Percy
1: Ront. No, I'm just. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I about literally exploded. That was pretty good. About shit my drawers when you said Percy. I don't Percy, know, Ron. man.
0: I think it's uh it's probably Fred George, uh Fred, Jesus, Fred George.
1: Yeah, Fred, George, and then. Well, Fred and George are one entity that can't be separated. So. <laughs> They're not individual people. Okay, so Fred and George is one. Okay. Then
0: Jenny might be two. Wow. And then Molly. Molly over Arthur, huh? Molly over Arthur. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Arthur. I can see that. Fun, Arthur's but like- funny. Yeah, but Molly has more like emotion and more light. emotion. She there's also like a fierceness to her. She's yeah, yeah. she's fucking rad. She's dude.
1: cool as shit. Yeah, I I uh, I haven't talked much about me rewatching the movies after you know I've read these books, but I gotta say I did not love the guys, the people they got to play Mister and Mrs. Weasley.
0: I think Mrs. Weasley is is done well. I
1: I I agree with Arthur though. I just I don't know. I listen, they're not in those movies a lot, I feel like, but I was just kind of like. And listen, you have the you have these images in your mind of like Of course. who these yeah. people should be and what they look like and what they sound like and I was just like, eh. anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um <laughs> so they're going Ginny and Harry are going to find a train compartment and they find Neville and he's like uh, everywhere's full. I can't find a seat. And Jenny's like, What the fuck are you talking about? There's room in this one, like right next to you. There's only Looney Lovegood in there. And Neville's like, Oh, <laughs> I, I didn't want to disturb anyone. <laughs> burr, 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 burr. <laughs> and Jenny's like, Don't be an idiot. She's all right. And I'm like, Obviously, Neville has a problem with quote unquote Looney Lovegood. And I'm like, Neville should not be judging anyone for anything, this motherfucker. Especially Mm -hmm. after the shit he pulls here. Uh, Ginny says that she's love good. Luna is in her year, uh, but she's in Ravenclaw. Uh, So they're sitting in this cabin. Uh, The way Luna is described is uh, a bit peculiar. She seems like a... I I need to hear your Luna voice. I don't know if I have a Luna voice. I I I don't know what she says.
0: What does she say? I mean she like I'm looking at a quote right now like Yes, said Luna dreamily, without taking her eyes off of Harry. Yes, it was quite enjoyable, you know. You're Harry Potter, she added.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Harry's like, yeah, I know I am. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't have a voice for everyone. Why do I need a Luna voice? She's just such a character. Like she she deserves a voice. She seems like a
0: a character for I sure. Look, dude, I I love her so much. Wow, okay. She is near perfect for
1: me i started i was liking her at first but then she says some shit here i was not okay with but what did she say i still well we'll get to it i still think i like her um great fucking useless ass neville gets his weird plant to shit all over all of them (laughs) (laughs) just as Cho comes in to talk to harry the Mimbleus Mimbletonia? Whatever the fuck it is. Like, he literally is like, hey, check this shit out. Let me poke it with this pen, and it just shits all over <laughs> me. Just covers the compartment. Literally, some of it gets in Harry's mouth. He's like, it's in my mouth. What do I do? It's so gross. Dude. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> uh,. Neville's like, don't worry, it's not fucking poisonous. They're just literally covered in shit. And I'm like, that would be no comfort to me at that point. Especially when fucking Cho Chang, Harry, the love of Harry's life knocks and she's like, oh, I was going to say, oh, I was just going to say hi, Harry, but uh, you seem busy, so I got to go. And she runs off. And I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) <laughs> Harry's little wee wee is just devastated. Dude. Devastated. It's so
0: sad. Dude.
1: Fucking Neville, dude. Uh, Ginny gets rid of that shit expertly. She just like, ah, fuck this, and does a little spell shenanigans Scordify. and it's gone. And I'm like, all right. I like this is where I made the note. I like Ginny. I'm so glad. She's so good. I love her. Getting aboard the Ginny bandwagon here. Ron and Hermione come back and tell them that Draco and Pansy are Slytherin prefects. Hermione- Ron, of course, big mad about Draco, and Hermione's big mad about Pansy. I think she calls her a cow or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, very funny. <laughs> oh, we also find out that uh, Padma is one of the Ravenclaw prefects. See, this is what me thinks because they're all the same year. And this right. is where I was thinking, like, are there prefects for each year, too? I don't know.
0: Maybe you stop being a prefect after your fifth year?
1: Maybe. Wasn't Percy a prefect all the years from fifth on? No, he on? was head boy. Is there a difference? Yeah, I know there's a difference. I'm joking. Maybe you do. Maybe you can only be it in fifth year. That would be a weird rule. I don't know. I don't know. I actually, I, I don't
0: know. I've never actually thought about that. <sighs>
1: You and you're not thinking about things. Uh, Luna, so yeah, so they're telling about all the prefects, Padma, Ravenclaw, and Luna chimes in here with, (laughs) you went to the Yule, okay, now I got to do a fucking Padma voice, or not Padma, Luna voice, because you said so. Very dreamy. You went to the Yule ball with Padma, and she hated it because you were a fucking dick. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Fuck yeah. That was pretty good, by the way. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> uh this was not something i copied and pasted directly obviously uh this was no that's, own, the, that's the that's yeah exact that's the text. exact quote luna yeah you were a fucking dick yeah i remembered i made a big deal about this ron was a complete insufferable asshole at the yule ball and i am i was very glad that padma did not stand for that and got the fuck out of there ron's talking about how he can't wait to abuse his prefect powers to get crab and goyle in trouble Dude, Ron sucks. He sucks so bad. Hermione's like, don't fucking do that. Don't abuse your powers. He's like, w-. he pulls the whole, but Malfoy will do it first, mom. Malfoy started it. <laughs> <laughs> and she, Hermione's basically like, two wrongs don't make a right, you dipshit. And yeah, Ron's an idiot. Harry, uh, no, Ron here does like an imitation of crab and or gold oil and says something about a baboon's backside. And Luna thinks that's the funniest thing she's ever heard in her life. She's like choking, laughing, like this. This is her. Well, I'm trying to think of what this is like. The PVC fart. For, for oh. Luna. Yeah. Oh man, that's a deep cut that inside is baseball. A, that is a deep cut. Uh, Maybe the hardest I've ever laughed in the company of my boy Zach was uh, a real good time when I had a fart that sounded like something straight up, up just sounded like something came out of a PVC pipe. <laughs> I did. Oh man, we laughed so hard. Anyway, she is dying. She is like dying laughing, and Ron asks her, "Quote, are you taking the Mickey?" <laughs> this has to be some kind of Britishism I am not familiar with. I, is he asking her if she's on drugs, basically? Probably, yeah. Because that's what it sounds like. Just basically, like, are you on fucking drugs? Are you high?
0: Hold on, I'm going to look it up because that's,
1: that's funny. Are you taking the Mickey? <laughs> Very bizarre. I, I'm i like, that has to be what this means. Oh, I okay, so taking the mickey or taking the piss just oh, means are basically you having like piss? having a jab at me yeah
0: like are you are you are you mocking me
1: i've heard that one are you having a piss i know yeah. that one i've never heard are you taking the mickey
0: that's <laughs> so taking the mickey
1: i like are you having a piss better that one is funnier i think I think just because we don't know what make <laughs> I really still feels like he's asking her if she's on drugs. I think she might be also sidebar quick sidebar oh, for sure she dude. is high as a fucking kite, uh, good for you, Luna <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one else is laughing. She thinks it's like the funniest thing in the world. Harry notices this magazine she's been reading upside down the whole time, and Harry realizes that it's like. This cartoon of Corny Fudge, and it's a picture of him clenching a bag of gold in one hand, and the other hand is choking a goblin. And the caption go choke the goblin real quick. Yeah, be right let back. me go choke the goblin. I'll be right back. <laughs> uh And the caption reads, "How far will Fudge go to gain Gringotts?" And there's also this other shit. This is like a a a wizard tabloid, as far as I can tell. Right kind of seems like um Harry starts reading this thing I have an excerpt from uh from one of the articles about Sirius being like they're like Sirius Black felon or Singer star, or something like that. Notorious uh, mass murderer or innocent singing sensation. Yeah, that's the one. That's it. So he's reading this article, and it says, What people don't realize is that Sirius Black is a false name, says Mrs. Perkis. The man people believe to be Sirius Black is actually Stubby Boardman, which is an amazing, amazing name. Maybe one of the best in the series. Uh, lead singer of the popular singing group, the Hobgoblins, who retired from public life after being struck in the ear by a turnip at a concert <laughs> in Little <laughs> Martin Church Hall 15 years ago. <laughs> this little details of this story is amazing. Uh, I recognized him the moment I saw his picture in the paper, but Stubby couldn't possibly have committed those crimes. Because on the day in question, he happened to be enjoying a romantic candlelit dinner with me. I have written the Minister of Magic and expecting him to give Stubby, alias Sirius Black, a full pardon any day now. Harry finishes reading this and he's like, what the fuck? He's like, maybe this is a joke? Maybe this magazine often prints spoof items? Uh, He reads a couple of the other ones and is like, this serious one is actually the most believable out of all these. <laughs> dude, this, this magazine is like
0: Alex, like Alex Jones printed. Who's Alex Jones? Uh, the InfoWars guy. What's InfoWars? All right, well,
1: we'll just skate right on by <laughs> that one. I don't fucking know anything. He's fucking batshit crazy. Dude. Okay, that's all you had to say. Um, This thing is called the Quibbler, and Hermione's like, yeah, the Quibbler is a road of load of rubbish. It's it's all bullshit. And Luna gets all pissed about this. She's and she tells him her father is the editor. And then Hermione kind of feels bad. Malfoy comes in here and he's like giving them shit about him being a prefect and how he's gonna fucking get Harry in trouble and I'm gonna push a shit in Potter and all that bullshit. And he says specifically he'll be dogging Harry's steps. And now they're paranoid that they know about Sirius because Sirius was like at the train platform and like chasing after the train because, because big, Sirius is an idiot because he's a big dumb dog and he's Sirius and Sirius is an idiot. So uh, this specific turn of phrase, I don't know if Malfoy knows anything, but they're very paranoid that he knows about Sirius now. Uh, they get off the train and our our girl Professor Dirty Board, uh, sometimes known as what is it? Uh, grubbly plank yeah it's, dirty pro- <laughs> it's professor dirty board i forgot that you made that joke <laughs> it's it's the best joke it's i've really ever good. made <laughs> uh professor dirty board is there doing hagrid's job of wrangling the first years and they're like where the fuck is hagrid and then Harry sees these terrifying, like skeletal dragon horses that are pulling the carriages. When yep. these carriages were like they've never been pulled by anything before. They're like always horseless carriages. hmm And Ron can't see them. Harry's like freaking out. Ron can't see him. And then our girl Luma walks up and she's like, It's alright. You're not going mad or anything. I can see them, too. And Harry's like... Dude, that's a, that's a pretty great Luna voice. Scott. <laughs> I'm going to be real honest with you. Okay, excellent. I'm very happy. Uh, Harry's like, you can? You can see them, too? And she says... Oh, yes. I've been able to see them ever since my first day here. They've always pulled the carriages. Don't worry. You're just as sane as I <laughs> And then she kind of gives him a a, like a little like wry smile, which I appreciate. And they climb in the carriages and Harry's like, fuck, if I'm as sane as her, I am fucked. So this is the second reference we've gotten here so far in this book that Harry is going crazy. So I don't know what they're going to make of that. But anyway, that's the end of that chapter. Last chapter here. Chapter 11. Oh, Yes, this is what I was talking about they they're talking about Hagrid and how they're like he's got to be here like we fucking we can't have a school year without Hagrid where the fuck is he right oh you don't like that Luna doesn't like Hagrid and Luna was like isn't he a bit of a joke like he's a bad te- he, she, she's like I'm glad he's not here uh he's a bad teacher I, I mean she's not
0: wrong dude listen <laughs> she's a Ravenclaw dude like that's that's her like she wants to learn like she, look, dude i'm loyal to hagrid i love him to death okay but like i'd rather him just be keeper of keys and grounds at hogwarts than like a teacher because he's not a
1: great teacher okay listen i took offense to this and had a problem with luna here but as you're saying these things i'm kind of like Oh, he's kind of right. <laughs> Dude, he's not great. He is a bad teacher. That bullshit with the, what was those fire-breathing bullshit motherfuckers? The fucking... Uh... Grubbly planks. Now that's No, sentence. no, no. <laughs> Blast-ended scroots. Blast-ended scroots. Blast-ended grubbly planks. Uh, yeah, she literally says... Because Harry and Ron and Hermione freak out. They're like, Hagrid's the best. What the fuck are you talking about? And Luna's just like, well, we think he's a bit of a joke in Ravenclaw. (laughs) (laughs) And Ron's like, well, you've got a rubbish sense of humor, which is not a good comeback, Ron. You're real dumb. You're right, though. He does suck as a teacher. Yeah, he's not a good teacher.
0: I mean, yeah, no, definitely. He's not a good teacher. He is a bad teacher. Um, he was literally
1: so the scruts were for the maze at the final third task. He was just using his class as an excuse to raise these fucking things for the for the maze, wasn't he? I don't think it was for the maze. He he. Okay. He so, just was like, "Fuck it,
0: I got these things. I might as well put them in." Well, there. no. He cr- he crossbred something and
1: created them.
0: Oh really? Yes. And, like, you're not
1: supposed to do that. <laughs> it's like, well, so why it. did he put them in the maze then? Wouldn't people have, like, seen these things and then been like, I don't, um? I don't, I don't think people see into the maze. Yeah, that's fair. Unless you're fucking moody and can just see through everything and right blast spells to fuck them up. The,
0: the thing that I think you're going to absolutely love about Luna is, like, whatever she thinks, it fucking comes out. Like, she says it. No filter. I love her so much, dude.
1: Luna is maybe me. Um there's a good line here. She Are says Are you high as a kite? <sighs> <sighs> Always <laughs> Ew, that was gross. Uh Luna did not seem perturbed by Ron's rudeness. On the contrary, she simply watched him for a while as though he were a mildly interesting television program. <laughs> Even without saying anything, she's just like, just with her actions, she's like dunking on Ron, and it's Dude. so good. Yuck. I like Luna. You're right. You're right. Dude, Hagrid's she's a bad so teacher. Good. Fuck. <laughs> I really have to square with this knowledge. My boy Hagrid. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um. So they get to school. This Umbridge woman is at the staff ta- table talking to Dumbledore. And I'm like, oh, there she is. Okay, I knew she would be here more. And uh, Professor Dirty Board takes Hagrid's place. And they theorize that maybe Hagrid is still on the mission he got from Dumble. I think I theorize. He didn't say what it was, but I'm I'm pretty sure he's, like, trying to get, you know... Trying to parlay with the Giants. Right, parlay. Parlay with the Giants. Friendly relations, all that stuff. So then we get... (laughs) Then we get this new song from the goddamn Sorting Hat. Don't wave your wand at me. Put it back in your goddamn pants. You sicko. Uh, I didn't put all of it, but I have some of it here. Do I have a voice for the Sorting Hat? I don't think I do. Uh,
0: it's a good thing you never listened to fucking Jim Dale sing. No, I the- did.
1: Remember? Oh, did you like it The very it or not? first book. I don't remember what it was like, but... I hated it. I love everything about him but I don't like his fucking his sorting hat voice. Yeah. I sure... no, I'm not going to do a voice. <laughs> no. No, yeah, don't do it. <laughs> um basically he's saying like I sort you into houses cuz that's what I'm I do, but this year I'm going to go do a little more. Though I am condemned to split you. Still I worry that it's wrong. Though I must fulfill my duty and must quarter every year, still I wonder whether sorting may not bring the end I fear. Oh, no, the perils, read the signs, the warning history shows, for our Hogwarts is in danger from external deadly foes, and we must unite inside her or we'll crumble from within. I have told you, I have warned you, let the sorting now begin. So basically, he's like, even the sorting hat is like, shit's about to go down, we need to not separate. We need to unite. Uh, even though I'm about to separate you. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to separate you, but come on. Unite, you guys.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's like, he's like, look, I I got to do this because it's my job. But, like, right. y'all need to stop
1: fucking segregating yourselves. Right. And, and we'll get more into that here in a second. Uh, I took a very quick note about this. Abercrombie and Fitch goes to Gryffindor. There's this kid named Abercrombie. And I've never heard Abercrombie out of the context of Abercrombie and Fitch. Is Abercrombie and Fitch still a thing?
0: I don't know. Was that, that store your jam still back open? in the Is, day? I could totally no, picture No, actually, you.
1: I was not. I was... Abercrombie Aeropostle. and Fitch. Uh, more Abercrombie Fitch. Abercrombie and Fitch was out of my price range. I, <laughs> I was poor shit in college. <laughs> <laughs> I picture uh, you
0: like a PacSun, uh, Aberpostle.
1: Yeah. L- yeah, I wore a lot of Aberpostle. Maybe a little buckle. No, the buckle was also too expensive. The buckle was basically the same as Abercrombie and Fitch. It was like, frat bros, bro, I feel like. I'm trying to think of what else. I'm oh, just, fucking... I haven't heard that name in so long, and I was like, are they fucking still around? Are, are malls still around? <laughs> <laughs> nope, dude. They're figments of our imagination. There, man. Yeah. Did I just... Was this a dream I had? Um, yeah, so Abercrombie and Fitch goes to Gryffindor. That is the entirety of that. note. headless Nick here is talking to him. He talks about how several times in Hogwarts history, the hat has given warnings before when times are tough and the warnings are always, hey, stick together. And dipshits Ron and Harry are like, we'll never stick together with Slytherin. Fuck those guys. And Nick is like, well, you're a fucking idiot and you should fucking listen, dipshits. (laughs) And I'm like, fuck yeah, Nick. You tell these idiots because they're idiots. Demimsey P- Porpington.
0: I'm sorry. What did you just fucking say to me? <laughs> That's Nick's name. Sir Nicholas Demimsey Porpington.
1: Demimsey Porpington? Yep. Shut the hell up. You Sir Nicholas Demimsey Porpington. That's amazing. That's a fucking fantastic that name. Is... Come on. It's a lot better than Brian. Brian <laughs> Dumbledore. I can fucking tell you that. <laughs> And it's funny, you know what the worst part about that? Let me rant about this a little bit more. The one that immediately precedes it is Wolfric, the most badass sounding one.
0: Mm-hmm. Wolfric,
1: Brian, Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> it's Albus? Yeah. I was
0: trying to, trying to remember earlier, like in the movie, he's like Albus, Percival, Wolfric, Brian, Dumbledore. Like, that's exactly that? how he says it in the movie. It's My so God. funny.
1: <laughs> he knows. He fucking added that Brian in there as like a gag. Yeah. Like, that's totally Dumbledore's sense of humor to be like, I have all these badass names that I've collected because I'm awesome. I'm going to throw in a real dumb one like Brian just to fuck with people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so then Professor Umbridge, who is introduced as the new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. I don't know what that means, I fucking hate her. Zach just did a strangling motion. You don't strangle toads. Come on. That's mean to toads. No, I just go choke the goblin. <laughs> you go choke the goblin instead. Uh, she interrupts Dumbledore as he's like trying to talk and goes off on this long rant of a speech about all his bullshit. Her little. Yeah, apparently she's got a real high, girlish voice and talks to them like they're five years old. Everyone starts tuning her out. Like, literally no one is paying attention to her. Like, everyone's just, like, talking amongst themselves and this and that. And half the speech isn't even written in the books because, of course, Harry and Ron are talking about how much they hate Slytherin or something. I don't know. And she finishes... Dumbledore like claps for her and then he gets back up and he's like thank you very much that was most illuminating now as I was saying Quidditch tryouts and he goes on Hermione who actually was the only one who was listening she's like yeah that was informative and illuminating and Ron's like you enjoyed that. That was about the dullest speech I've ever heard. And I grew up with Percy. <laughs> pretty pretty good crack. <laughs> pretty good crack there from Ron. And Hermione's like, yeah, I said illuminating, not enjoyable. It explained a lot. Harry, because he's equally a dipshit like Ron, he's like, did it? <laughs> Sounded like, quote, a load of waffle to me. And I don't know what that means. Hermione's like, nah, there was some important stuff hidden in the waffle. And
0: uh dude, I think the britishisms are starting to come dude, out a little they're bit more strong in this, book.
1: in this book. The britishisms are strong with this one. Uh so she, Hermione's like, "How about progress for progress's sake must be discouraged? How about pruning wherever we find practices that ought to be prohibited?" And neither of these two dipshits knows what any of that means. And Hermione's like, "I'll fucking tell you what it means. It means the Ministry is interfering at Hogwarts." So, I mean, obviously, we know we saw this chick on the Wiz and Gamut. She works for the Ministry. They said what she did, but I can't remember. I can't be bothered to remember that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't remember her title. She sucks. Yeah, and so I, I don't know if Dumbledore got so desperate that he. Fucking like went to the ministry for a data teacher, or if they were like, you fucking the ministry put pressure on him to take one of their own to be the defense against the dark arts teacher. Uh, it, it's a very small like
0: nugget as to how that will come up later. So I'm I'll... sure,
1: yeah, I'm I'm sure that'll be explained later. I just it's said in
0: passing though. It's not like
1: a this is what happened. Sure. I would assume that Dumbledore was pressured to do this, but also like he was also very like adamant about Hogwarts is mine, bitch. You can't punish my students like I fucking do <laughs> except he doesn't. I've never seen him punish anyone. Um Yeah, so this uh this does not bode well. I, I obviously I think this bitch is trouble. Um this toad they make a bi- like every single time she comes up harry remarks in his head about how she looks like a toad yeah she she fucking sucks dude yeah. um so yeah so and hermione is like this is this is fucking bad this is not good and we know to trust hermione because hermione is the only one here that has any sense um so harry's all like fucking moody and shitty about all the people that are like pointing at him and whispering I'm like that's fucking Harry Potter, the the crazy fucker. So he's he like runs up and he wants to just to go to bed. Neville actually knows <laughs> Neville actually knows the password for once because it's the name of his shitting plant for some reason.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: So he right. gets so they get up to the room and this shameless fucker tells Harry that his mom didn't want him to come back to Hogwarts, that she believes all the stuff about Harry and Dumbledore. And Harry gets real sulky about this and tries to go to bed. He's, well, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. And so then they're they like, well, why don't you just tell us what happened on that night with, uh, what's his name? Um, Cedric. Cedric, thank you. But Harry's just like, why don't you go read it in the paper? You believe so much, you dick. And I'm like, well, you know, Harry, maybe if you weren't being a dick and just told him what happened, you know. Maybe you could avoid this whole blow-up, but you're an idiot. Anyway, Seamus and him argue. They, (laughs) Seamus keeps saying, like, don't come at my mama. or I can't remember how he phrases it. I don't have it down here, but basically he thinks Harry keeps insulting his mother. uh, And he's he's getting real pissy about it. And Ron comes in as they're having this big blow-up. And Ron, for the first goddamn time in his life, actually backs Harry, his supposed best friend. And he's like, you shut the fuck up, Seamus, you dick. I'm a prefect now. I'll get you in trouble. And so Seamus goes to bed and (laughs) he asks, anyone else's parents got a problem with Harry? And Dean, the other guys that are in there at this time, I, I I already like him. He's like, my parents are muggle mate. They don't give a shit. They don't know nothing about No Deaths at Hogwarts because I'm not stupid enough to tell them. <laughs> <laughs> Which is real good. Uh, Dean
0: Thomas. So D- Dean, is, I think earlier I said Lee Jordan. I meant to say Dean, Dean Thomas.
1: Okay, I like Dean Thomas if you had said him. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have had a problem.
0: I, Lee Jordan is actually, I think, is a year older than them. He Lee Jordan was the one that used to commentate the Quidditch matches.
1: Oh, okay. sure. He, friends with
0: Fred and George. I think, actually, actually yeah, in, in Fred and George's year.
1: Yeah, he's mentioned a lot. I just have never paid any attention to him. Um, but, yeah, good line there. He's like, my friends are moguls. They don't know shit. I'm not stupid enough to tell them about it and uh Seamus is real butthurt about this he's like you don't know my mother she'll weasel anything out of anyone but your parents don't get the daily profit they don't know that our headmaster's been sacked from the wizen gamut and all this shit because he's losing his marbles um Neville here chimes in he also backs up Dumble and Harry and says that his gran he's like my grand says the Daily Prophet's full my, my, of shit. My, 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 my mama said. Mama, exactly. But my grandma said that the Daily Prophet is full of shit and she always said Voldy would come, would come back. So if Dumble says he's back, she believes him. Was Neville's gran, I know his parents were, but was Neville's gran in the uh, Order of the Phoenix as well? I don't think that she was actually a member of the Order, but
0: she definitely like backed She's them. She's
1: like a supporter, right? Yeah. And that's the end of the chapter. And what we're going over tonight Um, not a whole lot happened. Uh, again, like I said, I feel like this is just, we're taxiing down the runway, it's a lot of setup, nothing is yet to take off. We, we got the trial, which was definitely by far the best part of this section. Uh, fucking Dumbledore just flex master flex, just dunking on everyone.
0: Yeah, Uh, I'm a big fan of the trial scene. Uh, I'm also... Uh, interestingly enough, I'm actually a big fan of the trial scene in the movie and I don't like many things about this movie, but,
1: um, yeah, that's interesting to hear. Yeah. I listen, like I said, it's these chapters were fine. I didn't dislike them. I didn't love, love them. Like there was stuff I was like annoyed about and like get get on with it. Like anytime Harry thinks about anything or (laughs) them cleaning, but the good stuff was like Molly and Lupin being ballers all the time, and the trial for sure. Also, Ginny being a, yeah, com- coming into her own. Ginny, my girl, right? Right, yeah. So,
0: the, the rest of the like, we're, we're here now, you know what I mean? Like, we're, we're at Hogwarts, right? Right, uh, like it's, it's, it's gonna start feeling like it's moving after this, uh, like after this so. batch of chapters, yeah. Um, you're gonna get a lot more Ginny in this book, which is Good. great, you're gonna get a lot more Luna, which is great. Uh, Umbridge, she fucking sucks, but, like, she's, <laughs> her character's written well, but she sucks.
1: I'm sure she's important, considering she's now there, yeah. The Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher is always important in these books, so. Right, right.
0: Uh, yeah, so I, I feel like the pace will start to pick up a little bit. There's, there's still fluff, of course. Um, sure, sure. Unfortunately, there's a lot of, like, teen romance bullshit in this book. Oh, Excellent. Well, you know uh, I'm
1: here for that. <laughs> what was that? You know I'm here for that.
0: Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting that you kind
1: of enjoy that stuff. <laughs> Shit, is it? Do we start to get... Have we talked about the whole Ron and Hermione thing being spoiled? I, we talked about it on... I think we did, yeah. On uh, the pod with uh, Sam and Emily. Yeah, if it has to do with that, I'm out. If it's fucking starting that, I'm super out. You know when they first, when I was reading these chapters for a second there, I thought they were trying to set up Luna and Ron, like Luna as Ron's love interest, mm-hmm. but then immediately I was like, well, I already know like the end of how this story goes, Hermione and Ron, so yeah. sure yeah, to, that's to not anybody a
0: thing. who did not catch it in uh, one of the last episodes, uh, unfortunately,
1: our <laughs> our good friend. Unbeknowingly, I forgive you, Chaz. I still love you. He spoiled it. I don't know that I could (laughs)
0: forgive. I do still love you, but I don't know that I can forgive for that. Anyway, yeah, he spoiled it. He sent a meme that had to do with uh, Ron and Hermione ending up together, and Scott saw it, and it was very disappointing. Uh, Not only because... Scott had something spoiled to him, but also because I knew that Scott would be very hot about that because he hates Ron. <laughs> yeah. And so it's going to make some of the stuff in these next books a little difficult to get through with Scott because he's now just going to objectively hate it yeah. because it's Ron.
1: I don't know. Maybe it's like ripping off a Band-Aid. Maybe it was better to get it out of the way now instead of slowly, gradually seeing them get like, together. I would together. to see you just like, start to realize it. Dude, like- <laughs> slowly just like getting more and more furious about it. Yeah, you know what? Maybe he did me a favor at the end of the day.
0: Maybe.
1: Maybe the Band-Aid just need to be ripped off because I was always going to hate that because literally the worst character in this series with one of my favorite characters that's just... Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I understand, I understand, um, anyway, now that we've stopped, or started uh anyway, now that we've stopped bitching, <laughs> Holy I'm shit. so leaving that in, <laughs> no, you're not, fuck no, you're not. Anyway, now that we've stopped bitching about Chaz and Ron and Hermione, uh, we want to thank you guys for sticking with us through this whole episode. We know this one
1: went a little long, even though it felt
0: like not a lot happened. There you was literally lot-
1: say that every episode, though. They should know by now. We go long. We <laughs> oh, go deep. Oh, yeah, we <laughs> We do. go long and we go deep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for hanging out with us, guys. You know what to do. Uh, give us a review on iTunes, tell a grandma, tell a friend, tell a cousin, tell a random person on the side of the road, uh, to listen to this fucking show. I'm gonna go choke my goblin. See you guys.